Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Working on the smoke pack right now, you know. So uh, I brought my partner in Diamond. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Incredible guest designer. He's been in the last two smack packs, and uh, I invited him to help me work on the smoke pack. Big shout out to my boy Smoke Dizza. As you know, every month Smoke Dizza is gonna give us a whole song for us to create. So uh, I guess it's our job to create some sounds for you guys to chop up and you know have some fun with. So get ready, yo. This is the smoke pack. Make a new base for that though. It's over now. Now I'm not from New York. I'm from North Carolina. We know that. We gonna get it. We was gonna get into all that, man. Cause you know what I'm saying. I'm South Carolina boy. But go ahead. When yes. I when I came to Harlem, my first time experiencing Harlem and seeing like everybody with they you know tables outside and that shit was so dope. The hustle culture. What? That See, shit was incredible. Gave you a turn energy, talking about right? the '90s when you came. Yeah, so that was the era that we grew up in. So that's yeah. what that's what I remember. Going right. to the corner store, five cents for candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Penny for some candies. Mm-hmm. Arcade rooms. Arcade rooms. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Bars. Yeah. Actual bars. And any, actual bars. Any, any arcade room that had incense in it was a smoke was a smoke spot. We okay. had Georgias in our neighborhood, wow. 118th in Manhattan Avenue. Right. So that's where I played Street Fighter, and you could play Pac Man. <laughs> you could get a dollar or Three dollars worth of sour straws right now, and get a nick. Mm. So that's how that worked. But oh, uh, like you lived New in Harlem, Harlem? Right? I lived in Harlem. Oh, I lived on right? Hamilton Terrace. Yeah, yeah, Hamilton, Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uptown. I was over there Hung- for a second. Hungry Ham. Yep. And then I moved. After that, I moved to the Bronx. And I spent most of my time in the Bronx, but mm-hmm. Harlem was dope, man. I used to love that shit. That shit was dope. You know, you fucking Willie Burgers at Willie Burgers like every weekend at Willie Burgers, man. I know. No Willie Burgers. That's crazy. Willie Burgers is like the the, the black owned version of Jimbo's. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. That shit was mad fun. It was like mad when, when it was only one Jimbo's, and that was one twenty fifth Street. That's yeah. when Jimbo's was Jimbo's then before it became a franchise. Jumbos. Yeah, yep, they switched it up. But Ski, you asked me a question. You said, "What do I feel about New Harlem?" New Harlem. And now, when we say New Harlem, we talking about the talent. Or we talking about Harlem within itself. I'm talking about Harlem within itself. The community. Um, the community. How do I feel? Just the vibe of it right now. The vibe of it. I mean, yeah, and and bring me a cup because I'm a partake. Were you able to find that thing? Um, The loose. No, I didn't. Now you got to get the cigarette. You ain't smoking weed, right, Ski? No. I got (laughs) to pick up my son. I got to disciplinary my fucking son today. My nigga, this nigga, he was fucking hooked on video games and ran up a fucking bill on his mom's credit. $700. Mm. Buying games, my nigga. Fortnite? Everything, but uh-huh. he did it over a a, a year. Yeah, like he was spending like five dollars here slick, yeah. twenty dollars here slick. So you ain't see it? No, nope. yep. she didn't see it. Then she hit me today like, 
my son is so disrespectful. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> $700 he's been stealing from me. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, well, really well, look, my, really... my kid took his mother's car. <laughs> So what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want here? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, st- I, st- I still ain't get to reprimand him about it. I'll yeah. be ready to lie on that little nigga. Doing something Man, about. let me... T- you know, we did the same thing, though, when we came up. I remember them doing some dumb shit like that. Running up phone bills for like a thousand dollars in my mom's crib and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I understand how she feel. You know, that's like... You know, it's your mom. You know, you don't want to do your mom That's like when there's that. only one right. phone in the house. Yeah. The house phone. And if, yeah, some, and if somebody on it, somebody can't get through. That that's motherfucker running busy. She be mad as a motherfucker. Yo. Yo, but this crazy because I'm I'm recording. But mm. hold on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. If you've been smoking rock or under a rock, you now tuned into the motherfucking personal party podcast. Shit! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, you see that? That was yo ski. He got the wackest podcast ad lib in the game. Don't worry this about nigga. it. That was your le- that was his ad lib. That was not <laughs> shit, shit, shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why it. he been running that shit so much. Uh, at some point, it get a little infectious, and you just start doing it without knowing. And just, you know, he know the game. Retarded. So look, mm-hmm. we gonna get back into our regular conversation. I just got caught up because. I got my original sensei in here. I must, you know what I mean? Because let me let me date it back for me. George Cush the Button, the project that made Smoke Dizza a sta- a staple in in the culture. I want to say. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. I used to go to this spot in Tribeca. Mm-hmm. The name of the spot was DD One Seventy Two. Legendary. Legendary. Mm-hmm. And downstairs, you know, downstairs was a lot of things. It would be a hundred under a hundred, right? That shit was dope. That was dope. Yep. You know what I mean? It it it'll be a merch, uh, mine. Yep. Right. And then if you make a left and you walk into the lair, <laughs> right, you'll find the master sensei in the dojo. The dojo. The master sensei with ski beats. Yes, sir. Now. How I found my way there, shout out to uh, Steve O. St. Mickey Fax, because they was in the building before I was in the building. Yeah. Right. Steve bought me the DD-172 and left me. Just took me there and was like, all right, I'm out. And I just had to just walk around and just figure it out. Right. Know what I mean? And sitting in the office, Spitter found out I was there. Spitter came up, me and Spitter talking shit. He's like, come down to the studio. There lies Ski Beats. I think that day we did nothing but us. Yeah. Right, crazy on the spot, on the spot. Mm. So, for me, you know, what I mean, sem- everything was on the spot, everything was hibachi. Yeah, I learned hibachi being there, yeah. I learned how to perform being in the dojo, mm-hmm. right? And we did nothing but us that night. And I remember you saying, Yo, you dope, come back, mm-hmm. right? And I did just that. Smoke, then- how did that feel when I- Ski Beast told you, to- I'm sorry, brother. How did that nah, feel? Like I'm, that I'm moment? gonna get to that because I yeah. was going to I was going to describe that. Copy. So doing nothing but us and just recording in front of you and Dame at the time was like you know I'm fresh out of college trying to entertain some NBA scouts, a play a legend coach and mm-hmm. a legend owner. Got you. And I'm trying and I and I want to impress them. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to impress my big brothers. Dame is from Harlem. You're legendary. You don't work with my favorite rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. I just want to be accepted. Right? So then getting accepted, you telling me to come back, that led into George Cush the Button. Mm. 
Mm. Where we be in the studio till like 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recorded and you like, nah, that's dope. Don't do that over. Because I'm so thirsty to get it done properly. Yeah. I'm doing a hundred takes. Yeah. And you like, nah, nigga, the first take was that was the take. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And even even the format of how you made those beats at the time was a lot for me because I never seen that done from a real producer. Like you was the first person to produce me. You mean from the ground up? From right? the ground up. Like yeah. build from the sample on up. You know what I mean? And I wanna thank you. For those humble beginnings, because without that, I don't know where the fuck I'll be right now. Mm, man, that's In real time. All love, all love. In real time. So I got the legendary ski beats in this shit, motherfucker. Shit. You shit. know what I mean? My motherfucking sensei. Wow. Man. Big producer. I don't need ice. I just need a regular cup. You already know, man. When I, I met Smoke, man, you know, obviously through Spitter. And when I heard him, I, I just knew what it was. I'm like, yo, this, this boy right here, he's... He's a rapper for real. You know what I mean? He's a rapper for real. He ain't playing. And he always had that. If it was the 90s, and he should, he would have been down with us. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Crazy. He would have been down with us. But you can hear it. Yeah, that's you know, so a fact, I'm like, yeah, he's cool. He would have been with us. And it just it just made sense. It just, you know, you, you was flowing. And he just automatically knew what to create for you. You know what I mean? Mm. Knew how to write the fucking theme music for his shit. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You and, and writing the theme music mm-hmm. That was some shit That y'all taught me Cause everything was a score Yeah Over there yeah. And The time being over there Being with all these creatives The spitters The big crits mm-hmm. Like first time crit Was in a dojo I was with him Wow Feel me like I feel like I was there well, We did etc et We did etc et 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 that night And we did the secret that night the secret. the secret to success be the motherfucking best, right? So we you did, me and Crit, right. yeah. and we was doing them shits on the spot. Like all of these records that niggas is hearing was shit that we done all in the same. My niggas, night. we was doing the songs and then the video the same, the day. same day, right? Like that, facts, like that. facts. And nigga Dane was a slave. Yeah. <laughs> He works though. He yeah. works though. I ain't gonna lie. I graduated from the damn dash school mm-hmm. of, of waving the magic wand. Nah, you definitely did. did it? <laughs> you know what I mean? These, he I got that from Dame. Definitely did. I ain't gonna lie. But but it, it taught it taught us a lot of discipline. And yeah. you know, even when we went on the little blue bus the blue bus tour. Yeah. And we was going through Vermont and on the missions, getting the bus pulled over in Vermont, probably because mm-hmm. of me. <laughs> 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 and I remember the Super Troopers coming on the bus, and I, you know, I, I'm already, I was already kind of privy to know what to do when we in those situations when they come. Right, right. right. So my my nigga, them instincts told me to tuck and roll, boy. Right. Right. So before they got there, I did my thing. Nobody seen me. By the time they're there, you know, I'm in the back of the bus. Everybody else getting checked. And I just see after everybody getting checked, they looking to the back, trying to see when they're going to get to me. Right. So at this point, they get to me with the dogs, right. sniff me up <laughs> and kept it pushing. And then every it was just like it was an imaginary. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right. So, so after that, the, the trooper is like, you know, we can't sense if you're if you're smoking weed, if you just smoke weed, if we got weed on you, because the dog could just sense the smell. Right. It can't sense what's there. So that taught me something. And then after the super trooper left, it was party time all over again. All over. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfuckers! 
PJ Tucker, man. Just like, <laughs> yo, that blue bus tour was the most uncomfortable ass shit. What was it? An actual school bus. With the straight chairs. Facts. Damn. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't Facts. lay down. You couldn't get no, 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 ain't no none nothing. Of that. Ain't none of that. Meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, like this. Yep. meanwhile, Dame, Dame riding in, in the motherfucking um, SUV. Oh, yeah. Him yeah. and Spinner. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Spinner in the SUV fucking smoking and having the time of their life. <laughs> and, and we on the blue bus on our way to Vermont. But that tour was an amazing tour because yeah, I got to be with my sensei and be with my brothers and... And really, you know, perform all the shit that we were doing at that time. Right. And that was, even though, you know, we, we did have our um, Brooklyn Bowl shows. Yeah. You know, yeah. like performing with a live band for the first time was with you. Mm. Ski beats and the shit. senseis. With you. That was my first time, nigga. Wow. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dame well. put all that live band shit together. That Holy was dang shit. That was my first time performing with a live band too, nigga. Wow. That's... Mm-hmm. But we had fun. That shit was dope. Wow. How was Yo. that experience though? Explain that. Like I can't just run over that though. What was that? What was that day like? Just live. It was yeah. just live. It was just like You wasn't nervous though? Like then like Nah, I think Cause it I, ain't right, cause you know they playing instruments, so I'm not it's like y'all gotta you. be in sync. It's like, like, it's had, like you, you can improv easy when it's live. Cause you know, mm, you know it's, even okay. the mess ups, the crowd don't know. Even the mess ups sounds dope. Cause gotcha. it's live, you know what I'm gotcha. saying? Imperfections are perfections, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and then we had under 100, so we had times to practice, practice right. before we even got that. So to answer your question, nah, I wasn't nervous because we already was doing that already, and then yeah. it was already on the internet because Creative Control was filming right. the whole thing, so right. it was already documented for people. Big to shout out to the senseis, man, Brady White, Daru Jones, rest in peace, John Cave, John Cave, rest my man in Harold peace, O'Neill, yeah, dope. Was that dope. was a squad, man. You know, a lot of those guys are still out here doing their thing. Shout out to Daru. Shout yeah. out to Brady. Yeah, they're rocking. I mean? They're rocking. They're rocking. Mm-hmm. So, all right, now let's get into the history of my sensei. Mm. The history of Mr. Miyagi. Hey. Let's do it. All right. Original Flavors. Mm. MC Wilski. Busy Boys. MC Busy Wilski. Boys. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, trust me. I, I was just naming it off. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm saying Original Flavors because I'm a nigga that was born in 84, so I started to love music. Yeah. Around the original flavors. Gotcha. Right. But I already know about uh, MC Wilski. Mm-hmm. I know about the Busy Boys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So walk me through it. Well, you know, for those who don't know, I'm originally from Greensboro, North Carolina. Oh, that's my, that's my space. You know what I mean? Uh, started with a group uh, from North Carolina called the Busy Boys. Big shout out to Rhythm Fanatic, Moving Groove. Rest in peace, Dana Luch. My homeboy, Fly Eli, what up? Um, we had did a record, man, you know, called Dropping It. And uh, this other record called Hype Time and New York Radio Star Planet, BLS Star Planet, Red Alert Star Planet. Hmm. And um, to the point where, you know, I came to New York and, well, the Busy Boys came to New York and we did an interview on Mr. Magic. And then we did a song for Red Alert. He had a fucking... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Compilation out back in the 80s, and we had did a song for that compilation. And that's that was my introduction to, like, New York. Mm. To being, you know, around, you know, cats that was doing it at the time. And what's this, late 80s? Late 80s. Okay. Right. And um, Craig G from the Juice Crew. Was really like the one that kind of like um, 
made it really happen for me as far as like you know is that the legendary dj craig g no 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 Uh, craig g G, juice Juice crew rapper paw himself yeah got you you know what i'm saying he was at like uh ant juice crew's performing and he was asking all the kids yo you ever heard the busy boys you ever heard the busy boys you ever heard the busy boys Mm -hmm. Hmm. and they finally you know they called my crib on the house phone on the house phone i was home they hit me up they say yo craig g man he's asking about you come to ant and luckily my mom lived like right around the corner from ant that's my neighborhood mm. so i walked over there to ant met up with him he said yo dude they out here in new york is killing your record boom 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 then that's how you know we was able to go to new york and meet everybody then after that i got hooked when i was in new york and i saw what it was and i'm like damn you know we can really make shit happen north carolina was dope but at the time back then you couldn't really you know Make yeah, anything yeah, happen yeah. in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and um, I moved up with my with my manager, and boom, we made shit. You know, shit started kicking, shit mm. started working. You know what I mean? Mm. So, all right, so late eighties, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Y'all, y'all get up here, yeah. Y'all do y'all thing. You find you find your love for New York, find my love right? for New York, and then you you find your way back to New York City, right? Right. I want to say this early nineties, right? Now this is when we get into. Original flavors. Original flavor. Right. Macaroni tone. My Mac- nigga Tone yeah. Hooker. Tone Hooker. Shout out to Tone. Shout out to fucking Tone Hooker. You know what I mean? How did you meet Tone? Uh, man, I was judging before Original Flavor, right when I moved to New York for real. I was judging the talent show at this fucking church, excuse me, at this church in nah, the Bronx. No, excuse me, you good. You good. <laughs> at this church in the Bronx, and Tone Hooker was one of the rappers in the contest. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was just, I just thought he was dope. He didn't win the contest, but I was, was always like, damn, this, this, he was like 17. I'm like, this little nigga right here, whoever he is, he's dope. You were A&R on the low. I was A&R yeah. on the low, didn't know it. So I stepped to him after the thing. I was like, yo, my nigga, you know, you didn't win, but, you know, here's my number. If you want to just make some music, just call me. And, you know, what, maybe a, a couple of months later, him and his partner, Cap Kirk, they reached out to me and they came by and we just started recording music and shit. Mm. I was recording for him. But I have, was already, like, Tone didn't, he wasn't in the original version of Original Flavor. Mm. Like, it was Suave Lover. Mm. And, you know, I had met Suave, and we had already signed an Original Flavor deal before I even put Tone. But I met Tone before I met Suave. It's like, it's, it's kind of it's dope, mm-hmm. actually. Because, okay, let me break it down. Right. It happened like this. Moved to New York. <clears throat> um, I meet Suave Lover, and I meet this... Um, police officer that raps and I was working in the studio and the police officer overheard the beats I was making in the back room he was like yo you make you these your beats and I'm like yeah he said yo who you making these beats for and I'm like nobody this is I'm just making beats he said where you where you live and at the time I was living in the studio Mm. I'm like I live right here Mm. (laughs) (laughs) he was like yo what you mean right here and I'm like I live right here in the studio and was like yo check this out I got a whole apartment in Harlem, Hamilton Terrace. Mm-hmm. I got a whole apartment in Harlem with a studio built in. I don't live there no more. I live with my girl. But if you make my beats, you can stay in that studio. And you know me, I'm uh, fresh, young, coming mm-hmm. from North Carolina, thinking he'll copy, cool, all right. Yeah, let me see the place. So he took me to his crib, and it was a fucking dope-ass apartment with a whole studio, mixing board, drum machines, and everything. And all I had to do was make beats for him. Mm. You know, they lived there. And like I said, Suave was with him at that time. So every day, you know, I would go there and make beats. And Suave would come every day. And Suave mm. was like, yo, can you make me some beats too? I'm like, yeah, let me finish this shit with him. Can you make me some beats too? I'm like, nigga, let me finish this shit. 
And then one day I was working on a song for me, and I said, yo, rap on this shit with me. And he rapped on it, and then that's how we formed the original flame. We made a whole demo tape, and I took it to Atlantic Records because I knew Clark Kent. Because That was my next question. Mm-hmm. The Busy Boys. Because mm-hmm. us being in the Busy Boys back in North Carolina, we used to open up for all the acts that came from New York. Mm-hmm. So Clark was DJing for Danny Dane. Mm-hmm. So I met Clark numerous times in North Carolina. And one day Clark said, hey, if you're ever in New York, look me up. And that was my only connect in New York. But it connected at the right time because... When I called him, he was A&R at Atlantic. He was like, oh, shit, this is Ski from the Busy Boys? I'm like, yeah. I said, I got a demo I want to send to you. Come to my office. So I went to his office, mm-hmm. dropped it off. He wasn't there. I had to give it to the receptionist. A couple of days later, he called me and said, yo, dude, Atlantic want to fuck with y'all. And that's how we got our deal for Atlantic Records. Wow. And Atlantic Records started with Suave Lover, but it ended up with me and Tone. Suave, you know, he got into other things, and me and Tone just kept the torch going. That's weird. You had an instant connection coming from the South. Mm-hmm. Like, because you was like one of the first South people early in the New York mixy scene. How did you feel coming? Like, it wasn't no rejection? What do you mean? Like, you know, coming from the South, you know how New York kind of like turns their back on Southern I don't cats. think North Carolina was really considered the South. You though. bugging out. That's the, nah, South. Nah, that's the South. That's the South. I mean, to New York niggas, I'm saying. Like, at that time, because there was so many New York people in in right, the, in, right, in, right. In, right. in right, 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 right. Yeah. right. So it wasn't like now. Nah, nah yeah, nah, you understand nah, what I'm saying, yeah. right? Yeah. Nah, when, like when did you get into making beats? <clears throat> I got into making beats in like '86, '88. Yeah, that's early. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, what I you was making an offer. Well, at first I had a producer like every other rapper. Mm-hmm. My man, Rhythm Fanatic, he the one who taught me how to make beats, and um. I just thought all rappers should know how to make beats. So I didn't know that was a thing. Making beats was like a thing. I didn't know nothing about being a producer. I just thought everybody who rapped made their own music. You know what I mean? That might be like coming from the South because people that come from the South, a lot of people produce their own music too. They started off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You thought that's how you did it. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, when I moved to New York, that's when I figured, Clark was like, hey, man, you're a producer. Give me some fucking beats. I can make money for you. I gave him some beats one day. He sold a shitload of beats. I'm like, what? <laughs> I ain't rapping no more, nigga. <laughs> I ain't rapping no more, my nigga. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. But, no, <laughs> but you know what I mean? You know, he just showed me that, you know, it's, the thing that you're doing is actually a thing. It's called production. You can get money for it. But when mm. I was coming up, I just thought that that was part of the game. I got a question for you. Yeah. Can I kick it? Yes, you yes, can, you nigga. When did that come about? Jay? Jay used to do that shit, man. Um, it shows. That was mm. like that 22 2 rounds was like a show fucking verse. He used to spit that at every show just to get the crowd hype. Then mm. one day when we was working on Reason Without He decided to turn it into a song. Hmm. See, I fast forwarded real fast because that was just on my brain because I love that shit so much. Right? <laughs> but let me let me let me moonwalk a little bit, mm-hmm. right? So Clark gets you the deal, yeah. you and Tom, original flavors, right? Mm-hmm. And then how far was it when you met my man Bukowski? The, the maniacal genius himself. You yeah. already you already know where I'm going. Dame motherfucking Dash. Oh Dame. I met Dame the same day I got my deal. Dame was there. <laughs> of course he was. That was Dame was there when I fucking saw my deal. Clark was like, oh, and by the way, this is Dame Dash. And he was with his cousin Darian. This is Dame and Darian Dash. Uh-huh. They like what you're doing, they want to manage you. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm with it. As long as I get that check. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, and then once me and Dame and Darian start kicking, I'm like, oh, these niggas is cool. I like these niggas. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, Dame had that Harlem that funny Harlem shit, shit all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren was like super. You ever met Darian? I'm, maybe once or twice. That's Dash's father. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So okay. look just like Dash. <laughs> Dash was like his dad. But anyhow, you know, Darian was mad, like super duper extra, next level smart, business wise, and and any other shit. He genius mm. to this day. This mm. nigga got sued by Michael Jackson. That's how smart he is. That's he knew, he knew how to get money from Mike and got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That nigga was no joke with it. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, back. <clears throat> so day managing y'all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Original Flavors is doing what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, it's this legendary group in New York City that I love, that I grew up on, that you ended up producing my fav- one of my favorite beats of all time. Camp Low, Lucini. Mm-hmm. Talk. Ooh, right? talk. Well, Camp Low, Camp Low is, 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 um, that's my group. You know what I'm saying? It's my boys. That was my fucking pet project. I don't want to call them pet project like they fucking. Yeah, right, yeah, but I yeah, understand. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was your baby. That was, yeah, yeah, we get it. Sway. That. Yeah. yeah. When I moved to the Bronx, 197 Valentine, Sway was, um, he lived on the block. He lived on the block. Yes, sir. And, uh, the girl I was staying with at the time, she was like, hey, man, my friend Sala, he keep asking about you. He see your videos on music. Right. Uh, video box. He want to know. He he want to rap for you. He was little. He was little, baby. And you know he came to the crib. I said, yeah, bring him through. He came to the crib. He was spitting. This is Sway. And you know he was alright. He wasn't like crazy. Mm-hmm. He was alright. I like this tone, but I really like what he was wearing. I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Because you know I'm, you know I'm living in the Bronx and I'm looking at the protocol in the Bronx. I'm watching how everybody's dressing, how everybody's moving. But he's totally 100 different. You know. Mm. Already, mm. and then I meet his brother Hassan, and I see you know I see what Camp Low got their whole thing from is they older his older brother. I'm like, yo, these niggas that shit look cool. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it look crazy, but it kind of look cool. And so I took him to Clark House, you know, saying just to lay him down on tape to see what it sound like. And we had did our first little song together. And like I said, he had a nice tone, but he wasn't like mature lyrically enough, but he had a dope tone. Hmm. Then what? A year later, he found me and he had Chiba with him. It was like, yo, we got a group now. This is my man Chi. We call CeeLo. Mm. And I'm like, what? Like the dice? Like- and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you know, that's dope. I said, but it ain't, you know, I'm not too many people outside of New York are going to know what that is. Right. So, you know, they quickly came up with Camp Low or whatever. But so, when, wait. So, they was mm-hmm. going, they was running with CeeLo Dice was, yeah, before CeeLo first. Camp Low. Before Camp that's Low. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And uh, anyhow, but when I heard them together... And I heard Chief's voice, and I'm like, damn, this nigga sound crazy. You know what I'm saying? That tone, you know, that yeah, I'm a rat, that, 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 that deep shit, whatever Chief does. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, wow. That's, tone shit. Yeah. yeah. And it was this crazy abstract with their lyrics, man. You know, they like, you know, on some 70s shit, on some fucking uh, Goravani, some extra shit. You know what I'm saying? How mm. they was writing. And I thought that was mad dope. And once I heard that, I just knew what to do, like, sonically. I knew mm. what to do because I knew they was into watching black exploitation movies. Mm. I knew they was into all that job talk. I knew they was heavy in the slang. I knew they was in the fashion. So you just had to just translate that musically. You just had to be, find a picture for them. And we found a picture. Not only with Cheney, but with Sparkle, with Crystal Carrington, with uh, Black Nostalgia. All them records found the shit. Cheney was just the one that, that was, was going to make the noise. Yeah, Right, right, right. And it's still going right now. Like that beat, anytime that beat come on at any show. It's just- this is, it's, it's, it's a moment. It's Instant good bop. energy. You know what I'm saying? You know, it gave me the same energy that 
it's it's like when I hear the loonies, I got five on it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's that same energy. Yeah. When I hear when I hear uh Troy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. that same same energy. Yeah. And that and that's what makes that that beat a staple in hip hop culture. Right. So yeah. I just I just had to say that. Appreciate but that. that's that's not the only thing though. This is just this is just the beginning. Right. Right. <laughs> so from Camp Low, you got Clark. Mm-hmm. You got Dame. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you venture off into this young Brooklyn MC. Right. Right. That was rapping a little fast at the time before mm-hmm. he slowed it down. Mm-hmm. Right. The great Sean Carter. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So walk me through it. How did you meet Jay? Man. Well, obviously, my first time seeing Jay is in the infamous Hawaiian Sophie video. Mm-hmm. First time I ever seen Jay-Z, I was like, oh, kick a rap. Didn't think nothing about it after that. Never thought I was going to ever meet him in my life, no right, shit like right, that. Right, right, right. But anyhow, Jay was working with Fresh Gordon. I don't know if you remember him. Mm. Look that name up. Fresh Gordon was a rapper and producer, real big, well, semi-big in the 80s. But he was producing Jay-Z. And mm. Fresh was trying to get Jay-Z signed, so you know he introduced Jay-Z to Clark. Mm. And something happened with Fresh. I think he went to jail. Something happened. Well, he wasn't around anymore, so now it's just Clark and Jay. So Clark is, you know, doing a production for Jay, trying to, you know, get Jay a situation. So uh, Clark wanted to introduce Jay to Dame because he knew, you know, Dame was managing artists and, you know, it would be a good look, whatever, whatever. So that's how I met Jay personally because Clark was trying to get Dame the manager. And I met him at Fresh Gordon's house where mm. I heard him rap. And he was with Source Money. And he was with Jazz O. And I heard all them niggas rap. And I'm like, these niggas are the best rappers I've ever heard in my life. I'm mm. like, Source was... And back then, ironically, Source was iller than Jay because Source was different. Because Source, you know, Jay was still... But it was dope. And the timing and the punchlines and the way mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. setups was crazy. Like, you wasn't expecting none of that shit, how they was dropping them lines. But Source was more... You know what I'm saying? Slick talky, what? setting up his metaphors. That nigga said some shit. He said, yo, you swear niggas was... Um, Chinese the, the way they, they duck sauce. sauce. I'm like, what yeah, the fuck yeah, is wrong with this nigga? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said, yo, when they said another line. He said, yo, niggas looking down like we dropped chain. The way they set they shit up was incredible. Mm. Like, incredible. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But you wouldn't see that shit coming from 20 lines back. Them niggas was, was crazy. But anyhow, that being said, that was that was the time I knew. I said, you know what? If I was ever going to be a rapper, I would need to be as good as them. And I'm not as good as them. So let me really focus on producing because I know I can make that nigga some dope shit. You know what I'm mm. saying? If I just get into my thing. And that's what I did. Once Yo, you know, I met Jay. You know, we did Can I Get Open, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, when Original Flavor went on the road, you know, we brought Jay with us to, you know, help build his buzz. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously he was doing his thing on the shows, out shining, rocking. You know, <clears> he's Jay-Z. And uh, as soon as we got off the road, man, we just started going in. Clark had already started the process with most of the records. And I came in, you know, did the dead presses, did the uh, politics, it. the filling mm-hmm. it, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just called it a good zone. But the funny thing is we had a whole album before we even got to those records, and I lost all them shits. Get the fuck out of here! Because we did With all different them, rhymes and yes, all that. Whole different songs, and we did we did all them shits on ADAT. 
back then was using ADAT. So, you know, it was kind of warming up, you know, creating, trying to catch the chemistry, trying to see where it was going. So, it before was a reasonable doubt, before reasonable doubt is what you're saying? Man, we and, had. And Big L records, right? Yeah, and Big L. We had fucking uh, <laughs> Report to the Bridge for Blow Up, The Hurt. We had all these other songs. <laughs> Report to the Bridge for Blow Up. Report Yo. to the Bridge for Blow Up, The Hurt. Um, just uh, like three or four other songs before Reason Was Doubt, but you know, cause I was was catching the zone, was getting a, a rhythm. Then once we got the rhythm, when we did like the filling it and the dead prayers and the politics, that was the rhythm. That's when we knew what. So we let did. me ask you a question. Yes. Report to the bridge for blow up. Uh-huh. All those other songs was was that fast rapping Jay or was that getting no, into his that own? That was getting money, get money, Jay. Oh, and and we would never hear those records. Yeah, <laughs> and that nigga and that nigga was saying some craziness. Yo, That's ski. fucking crazy. Ski. Yeah. yeah. You're breaking my heart right now. Yeah, if crazy. I would have known what I knew then, obviously I would have kept the ADAS, but you know, technology, Pro Tools came. I'm like, I don't need these shits. Just waste time. Threw them out. <laughs> Just threw them out the crib, my nigga. <laughs> Wasn't thinking about the future. Wasn't even foreseeing like collectibles or this could Shit, be worth my stomach. Hurt, bro. <laughs> yo, yo, so. that, that's like a nigga having three million dollars in cryptocurrency. Yeah. And they don't remember the password to yo, my nigga. I mean, do you yeah. think about that every night? <laughs> Not every night, but I do think about that sometimes. I'm like, damn, I wasn't even, my mind wasn't even mature enough to even think right here, like right now. I was, I wasn't yeah, my, on my Maddie, Marty McFly right shit. Now, I, was just, <laughs> I, got mad, I got mad questions for that, but I'm going to save that because I could just so do an hour question. Big L records and Jay-Z records. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. All right, so hold on. Legend has it. Legend. You might be one of the few producers that was actually in a session with Hove and Biggie. Is that true? I wasn't there. When they did the, um, you mean the Brooklyn Finest? No, I'm just saying, period. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah. because it, it's it's a photo that's that's floating around with mm-hmm. you, Hove and Big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I don't know where that photo derived from, right, but... Was was that the club? Like where 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 was y'all all was at? D and D Studios. D and D Studios. Right. D and D Studios. So was was you like a fly on the wall for some of those sessions with like the Brooklyn Finest or like you know I love the dough like any of those songs? Was you around for any of those? Man, I was there, man, for a lot of the Biggie songs. Definitely, um, I was. I definitely remember standing by the door when Primo was making uh. Ten Crack Commandments. I was like right by the door, like, what is this nigga doing? Yo, I'm like, yo, why is he killing this shit like this? <laughs> Primo was hey, crazy. I heard that was the last song made on the album. Man, I was right there by that's the door. What, yeah, that was the last song made on. But the then, album. but that's that's how D and D was back then. I mean, you know, I was making the beat when I was making politics. Primo came in. He was like, oh yeah, that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, that's gonna be crazy. We was back and forth going into each other's sessions, listening to shit. Politics is so crazy. Yeah. Just like <coughs> a part of a part of me working with you, fast forward all those years later, like it was always me chasing that ghost <coughs> of the politics, the politics, the dead presidents. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I want, I want one of those, mm-hmm. and and you gave them to me, mm-hmm. like willingly. Like nah, you should have that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you was already into the soul pocket. You know what I mean? Because that's where you came from, mm-hmm. right? So helping carve that sound at the time, did you do that knowingly or was that just you blindly going into that just from you having that passion that was, for Yeah, that? that was just passion and just inspiration from listening to soul music and listening to my uh, the guys who taught me how to produce. Like I would go into their sessions and just catch energy and catch vibes from them, listen to a lot of Pete Rock, you know, just inspiration from mm. different things. But I, you know, just put my little... 
spin twist on, it. on it, you know? Right, right, and mm-hmm. shit, it, it was perfect. Now, out of those three records y'all did on on Reasonable <laughs> Doubt, mm-hmm. which one was the first one that y'all did that set that tone? Out of those three, uh, go on smoke. Um, it was it was Dead Prez. Mm. Yeah, Dead Prez set the tone, set everything up, and then I came with uh, a crazy feeling. It you know, feeling it was actually my song. Cause I was working on a solo album. I mean, oh, everybody shit. knows the story. Yeah, yeah. I was working on a solo album, and I had my man Geechee Suede on it with me. My homegirl Mecca, she sung the hook, and I was excited about that. I thought that was gonna, you know, get me up out the hood and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I went to Dame Crib. You know, was living at 1199. Was living there, and I went to Dame Crib. Eastside, Eastside. Um, and I said, "Yo, listen to my record, man. This is it." And Jay was there, and I played it, and you know, they liked it. But Jay was like, yo, I need that record. I need that record. You know, you know we, you work, we working on this, and I need that record. I want the hook, and I want to use your flow. And he did everything. I, he took the hook, and he used the flow. That's fire. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's what was dope. fire. And I wasn't mad after I heard it. I'm but like, you're yeah, a real man. one. It's man, he killed yeah. that shit. <laughs> I see Hove just sent you one of those commemorative uh, uh-huh. Rockefeller joints. Pendants. For, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So so nice. so that's that's hard just hearing this story fast forward to present day. Right. That that's being celebrated like that. Yeah. Did you know that that or did you feel like that album was gonna be one of the greatest albums of all time? You never, you never know. You'll never know. You mm. never know. That shit just happens. I mean, I remember Jay pulling me to the side and was like, You know, I, you know I just made you famous, right, nigga? Like, here, and I was back, you know, was back right, in the that's crazy. Like, get out of here, nigga. You know what I'm I wasn't even thinking about it. But you you know, and now when you look back, you're like, damn. That shit's wow. You know what I'm saying? This shit fucking really withstood the test of fucking time. This music is still being played. Still sound dope. The niggas still, lyrics still sound crazy. But back then when you was making it, you was just in the moment of creating. You're not thinking that one day this is going to be, you know, some some classic legendary shit. you just like, I love hip hop. And let's, you know, we done made that, but let's make some more shit. I'm on to the fucking streets is watching and who you with. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Let's make some mm-hmm. more shit. You know what I mean? I'm not thinking about reason without no more. And the years later, it just becomes what it becomes. You know what I mean? Hmm. Which is dope. That's yeah, that's. Why don't you, what's, I need a Biggie story. Biggie story. Well, you know, I was the one who was. I don't know if you've seen that uh, thing on Instagram where Jay was like, you know, I, I played streets is watching for Biggie. Mm-hmm. Well, I was the one who was in the studio playing streets is watching for Biggie because Jay was like, yo, go play that for Biggie. I'm like, all right. So I went to Biggie's thing. I said, yo, Jay, why don't you check this out? And I played it for him. And Biggie looked at me. He's like, that's for Jay, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I guess Jay played him the actual song after that. But I played Biggie the beat first. And Biggie was like, looking at me like, that's Jay? I'm like, yep. He's like. Yeah, there was a competition. Friendly. Friendly competition. it was fun. That's what they did. That's fire. That's what they did. I think Big seen the greatness in Jay. Oh, yeah. Nah, he did. Yeah. I mean, sure. C's told yeah. me some some good stories. We have C's. They automatically click. Mm-hmm. Talk about they it. automatically click, bro. It was shit was dope. That's hard. Mm-hmm. See, you made a lot of my favorite beats, bro. Like of all time, another one of my favorite beats that you produce is for another one of my favorite artists, Fat Joe. Um, mm. John Blaze. John Blaze. That's one of the illest posse cuts. Posse cuts. Right. Ever. <laughs> right. Yeah, John Blaze. My version is actually a remix. They mm. called me, my man Reef called me and was like, yo, man, we got the song, John Blaze, but uh, Joe don't like the beat and we, we want to spruce it up. Can you check it out? 
and he sent me the original. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I made the beat on the spot in the studio with Joe and, and, and Reeve there. I said, yo, let me bring some records in my drum machine to the studio. I put some shit together. And I made the John Blaze beat right there on the spot. And mm. Reef was like, this is dope. And he called a girl to play the violin. And his man to do the cuts. And that was it. We was listening to that all last night. Dun, 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 dun. That's crazy. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. That's fucking crazy. But I was a fan of everybody that was rapping on it. You know what I'm saying? So it was easy to, like, when I heard the vocals. Well, you I had Big t- Pun on your joint, bro. Yo. Yeah, that was like, what, my second? I had did another record for Big Pun with... Uh, Peter Gons and Lord Tariq cross cross the you cross, cross Browns joint expressway. Get the that? fuck out of here! Yeah, I did not. You didn't know that? I didn't know no, that. I did not know that. That's yeah, yeah. crazy. Cross Bronx Expressway. That was my second time fucking with a uh, pun. Wow. And that time I had actually met him. Like the last time was a remix. It was just me, Joe, and Reef. So I got the vocals. But now I'm in the studio with Pun. Uh, with Pete and with and Tariq. Tariq. Yeah. That's Hold on, crazy. but for that posse cut for John Blaze, did you record everybody? No. The vocals oh. already done. I had the vocals. I had the tempo of the song. Mm-hmm. They just needed a new beat. So I made mm-hmm. it a new beat under. But, you know, like I said, Joe was there just making sure everything went well. Yeah, yeah. And it flowed. You know, I'm good when the niggas on my shoulder. I'm like, oh, you think I can't do this? Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We banged that shit out quick. <laughs> The master hibachi, man. The master hibachi. Style. I need your top moment in the studio. My top moment in the yeah. studio when I when I was in the Busy Boys when I very first was like able to go into the studio. The first time I actually heard my voice through a mic and on tape mixed. Mm. That was the that's when I got turned out. Yeah, that, that's, you know what I'm saying? Because we at home, that's what you know, doing for. like. Overdub tapes mm-hmm, and shit, mm-hmm. and thinking that shit sound dope. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to actually go into a real studio and record something, and lay it down, and hear it like—that's when I was hooked. That's when I was like, "Yo, I gotta do this shit forever." Your top three artists you like recording? Camp Low, mm. Jay Z, um, mm. damn. Be careful. I ain't gonna be careful. I'm just trying to, you know what I'm trying to, damn, it's because everybody's so dope. Mm-hmm. Jay Z for his precision, you know, because mm-hmm. he just go in and you don't know what he's gonna say. You see him over in the corner going, he be in there humming, and then he'll get on the mic and spit some, like, damn. Like, that's Camp, what you was thinking about? Right. You know what I'm saying? Camp Low for just them being so abstract, like, not knowing, like, damn, nigga. What the fuck? I don't know what that means, but I like how that sound. I like the words you chose. I like that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Who gave you the most energy? The most energy? Mm, Vibe man. always right. Vibe always <clears throat> right. Damn, my nigga. I don't even know. I recorded so many people. And I'm, yeah. I can't. Top two, nigga. That's it. That's so, it. Yeah. I, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take top two. Top I'll two. Take. I'm jealous. Nah, don't be. I, I was don't waiting be. for it. I'm jealous. Everybody, you know I'm coming. You know I'm coming for you. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. You know what I, mean? I thought he's gonna throw your name on three. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> nah, nah. Because we, we, the, we, I'm gonna get into that. Yeah. Right. So, alright. So, after all that's all of this legendary work that you never stop doing legendary shit. Never. But after you know 
the streak of of working with Jade and going into the Joe shit and and doing shit, the whole rock a block situation kind of imploded. Right, right, and then you went back, went back to the crib. To, to NC, NC But still yeah. producing Still doing shit For like you know The Natures The mm-hmm. Foxies Kims mm-hmm. All that shit mm-hmm. And then The surge happens I wanna say 2000 Late 2008 Early 2009 You get A call from my old friend Dame Dash mm-hmm. Um Got the space in Tribeca That I was speaking at At the beginning Right Yeah And that was the beginning of, well, not even the beginning of 24-hour karate school, but that was the beginning of the new journey yeah. of Ski Beats. Yeah. Well, shit, the new journey for everybody, the whole fucking creative control movement, the whole DD-172, that was like, and it went by so quick. It was like a blink of an and, eye, like, you know what I mean? But it was so, if that shit would have still been, if it was strong, you know how crazy it would be right now? It was amazing. It was a fucking amazing journey. It was it was wild to be able to you know work with the smoke dizzles, the currencies, the most depths of J Electronic of the mm-hmm. Team Grays, uh, Wiz Khalifa, Wiz Khalifa's, the uh, cool kids. Everybody came in at the time. It was Asha. like crazy because niggas would just be coming in, and you know I'm in the studio just making beats, but Dane would just bring people upstairs. Yo, they go ski. Y'all should do a song together. Do something, and then I would make a beat on the spot, recording the song. And boom, it's out. It's on creative control. We did a video. And that was the pace. Every day, all day, nonstop. But it but you did it never felt like work. It always felt like, yo, a whole it felt damn near like a whole nother life. <clears throat> it was lifetime. Fun. You know what I mean? It was fun. Like it, it it was like learning a skill. Yeah, definitely was. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's what When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I looked at it. That's how I looked at it for us. And, you know, moving forward with, like, you know, other producers... emulated and did things like that in their own ways like right. you know alchemist got his 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 crib where you know it's like rap camp yeah. where all the rappers come congregate you yeah. know different collaborations happen mm-hmm. even mac miller god bless had his crib where that was another rap camp where rappers would go congregate right. rap together do different shit but that that original mold started when i was over there with you mm-hmm. and i feel like that mold was a whole class of graduates that ended up doing some pretty amazing things. Word, bro. Right? (laughs) Like, so, so, when I asked you the question, did you know that you was doing some legendary shit when you was doing it and you was like, nah, you never know? Nah, I never knew. It's true. It's real. Because I didn't know what we was doing. I just knew it was special. Yeah. And I knew I was around a bunch of, a bunch of cats that was going to be something because we were being tutored by niggas that's already something. Yeah. Right. So walking into that working with new talent, I know you've like you've always been an A&R. Right. And, and always had an ear to find talent. How did you know we was a special bunch? Because I liked it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I liked it. I heard the, the rhymes. I heard the songs. And I feel like shit that I make, if I could just keep playing it all day, it's dope to me. That's right. Then it's dope. 
You know what I mean? I heard you rhyme. I like it. What he said. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else going to like it too. You know what I mean? Uh, That's how I feel. Always. Energy got to be there. Huh. I was there when Pilot Talk was being created. Mm. Um, one of my favorite currency albums. Um, and I heard the original Pilot Talk before we had to get it replayed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So creating Pilot Talk and you and Spitter creating a sound. Yeah. How did y'all do that? Just convers- having conversations with him. You know what I'm saying? Just having a conversation with him. Knowing that he liked to smoke. Knowing he liked shit like Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Knowing that he didn't mm-hmm. want bounce music. That was the first thing I was worried about. Right, when right, I met him, right. and he's like, Dan was like, yo, this is currency. He, he like what you do. And I'm like, he from New Orleans. This nigga want me to do some bounce shit. I mm. can't do that. You know what I'm saying? But then he told me, he said, yo, do you. I like what you do. I like the Luchinis. I like all this. I like what you do. And I'm like, oh, that's easy. Then I started figuring out who he was. It was easy. I'm like, oh, this laid back nigga, musical nigga. You know what I'm saying? Let's just make some melodic magic. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because your voice is already kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Let's just put some music to it and see what it sounds like. That shit work. Hmm. You know, let me see what this creep is doing. <laughs> let me see something. If he's not playing, if he's not in his cars, he's going to answer. Or he might curve my shit. Let's see what he's on to. Don't embarrass me today. That nigga probably on You Instagram. always going back. Mm-hmm. Probably on Instagram. I tried, Papi. I tried. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, that, you know, doing that album, right? Pilot Talk, working on George Cush. Yeah. Right? And all of us, Crit included, us doing our own thing. Yeah. Right? And then going on tours and doing shows with that music at that time for me yeah. was brand new. <laughs> I never did it before. Get out of here. Never. Wow. That was my first time, actually, you know what I mean? Outside of, of, of you know, cinematic with Shipes doing that, you know what I mean? Doing the SOBs and shit like that. Right. Once I got to doing live band shows, that's when I learned how to do shows. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And, and you were uh, you one of my teachers with that in real time because I even remember, you know, practicing downstairs with you and the guys mm-hmm. and, and learning my tone. Cause at first performing, I used to scream because yeah. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then performing with a live band helped me find my tone. Yeah. Cause I don't got to scream. I don't got to fight over the instruments. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was you guiding me to do that without actually telling me what I was doing wrong. Right. Like, hold on, solo it, solo the beat real fast. And then niggas could hear me more. Yeah. So just, I don't know if that was just, if you knew what you was doing when you <laughs> was doing that. <laughs> but I'm telling you, nigga, mm. thank you. Because if it wasn't for those times, I like I, I got to say it again. I don't know where I would be right now. I don't know how I would navigate through this shit. Nigga, don't you love hip hop? Oh, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. It's just hip hop. Hip hop be writing itself, my nigga. Hmm. It knows what to do, when to do it. When hmm. the time to do it, my nigga. Hmm. Your first time hearing Big Crit. What was, your, what was your thoughts? But shit, nigga was dope. You know what I'm saying? That nigga, when Shipes played him for Cootie and Chike, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, this nigga's crazy dope. You know what I'm saying? And then meeting him in person and then hearing him rap in person, I'm like, damn, he even better in person. Like, you know? It, I knew he was going to end up being who he was, you know? He always had that, that fucking slang, mm-hmm. that twang, but his lyrics was raw. 
He was a lyrical motherfucker, but he had that shit about that him. That shit about him. Yeah. I remember recording Sounds of the Indo in the studio with you and Akinelli came through. Uh, and I, I performed. I, I did that song in front of you and Akinelli, and I think Dame just kept popping out like, yeah, that's Harlem right there. Smoke this, you don't smoke this, it's Harlem, man. You know what I mean? So it was always those times where you know, you never know who gonna pop into the studio when you when you doing your shit mm-hmm. and who might jump on the record. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all right, so recording at Didi 172 and having a 24-hour karate school, right? But let me tell you about the 24-hour karate school. Do you even know how that name came about? That's why I said it. That was my next question. So I'm sitting in the fucking Tribeca, DD-172, just finished recording. It's Dame Dash, mm. Most Deaf, Spitter, me. We sitting there, we tired, you know, we just finished everybody sleeping and shit. And this nigga Currency said, damn, it's like a 24-hour karate school in here. Niggas don't ever go to sleep. And I was like, my brain said, click. Soon as he said that, it's like a 24-hour karate school in here. Don't nobody go to sleep. My brain was like, click. I'm like, that's it. That's the shit right there. And then we took it from there. It's, he's so important. People like him are so important, man. <laughs> that's funny. Everything, every, everything. And you know how they say everything is inspiration? Mm-hmm. Everything is motherfucking inspiration, inspiration, my nigga. This nigga just said a word. And it just resonated with me like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what it was in me, but I was like, 24 hour karate school, that's the name of the album, that's what we're gonna do. And then as soon as I called that, motherfuckers start saying, Oh, he's a sensei. Oh, that's the dojo. And I'm like, oh, then they all these references. Yep, yep, and I'm yep. like, mm, it's writing itself. Like hip hop writes itself. Hip hop writes right, itself. So was was we was we Miyagi though, or was we Cobra Kai? <laughs> Oh, that's hard. <laughs> that's hard right we, there. We, we was Cobra Kai. We definitely was Cobra Kai. Yeah. We definitely was Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. So, right. So putting together that project, which mm-hmm. was a fucking amazing project. I had so much fun working on that. That's what make the dopest project. When you're having fun making it, you know it's going to be good. Because you're having fun. It's, that's your natural fun energy being placed into the music. So when motherfuckers hear it, it's naturally gonna hear what you put into it. You feel me? Hmm. If you fucking record the album and y'all niggas are all stressed out making the album and shit, then you know what the motherfuckers, they gonna feel what you feel. They gonna we feel having a good ass time making fucking this music. We put it out and niggas hear it, they, they feel what we were feeling. Hmm. That's, how, that's how it worked. What was your favorite record? What was your favorite record um, off Not, that project? Nothing. Um, Just love the whole project. On 24 Hour Crash Dude? Yeah. Nothing but us. He, said, he be nigga, knowing that. That nigga said higher than giraffe pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I was the first person to say that before that shit got remixed mad different times for mad different rappers. Smoked as a fun Yo. fact. I said that first. <laughs> Yo, dog, th- that, that's when I really became. I think that's when I was really like, yeah, this nigga him. Fuck with this nigga right here. This nigga, I like this nigga. <laughs> No, that was my shit in shooting that video with Cootie and Chike. That was my first like creative video because like we was like in a they had us in a green screen yeah, in yeah, different yeah. positions, mm-hmm. so it looked like we was floating. With Chris too. What's with the company? Chris. Crisp. Yep. Yeah, my Japanese hard. homie. Shout yep. out to Chris. Yep. So yeah, that that was a fucking that was a good fucking yeah, time. That was dope. Oh yeah, and big shout out to Jonah because he was holding. Oh, Jonah Schwartz. 
Swartz Shout out to Jonah down with Shout the video, out to Jonah. right? Facts, facts. Mm. He was another one that didn't sleep and always have that fucking camera on. So many talented people, boy. We had Terry Walker. <laughs> we had fucking Tabby Bonet. Locksmith was with us for a second. Facts. Damn. Terry bro. Walker was on Sounds of the Endo. Killed that shit. Killed that shit. Damn. Killed that shit. Good fucking times, man. Yeah, yeah. Good fucking yeah, times. Right yeah, yeah, <laughs> yo, we, yo, you know how much cool shit we did? A lot. Yo, all the parties at the fucking place was crazy. Crazy. Oh, my nigga, we had a, such a good time. Crazy. Such crazy. Time. It, it, it could never be recreated. Ever. Ever. That was a moment. You know that what I mean? was a good memory. Thank God we was here for that. For real, for real. It was different energy. Yeah. Um, I think we like 10 years in since we did George Cush. It's time to come back, right? Yeah. It's time to catch some It's energy. time to come back with some new shit, though. Okay. Because George Cush was a time where... You know, I got the name George Cush the button mm-hmm. from from Hove when he was like, you think I was fronting a George Bush the, the button? button? And I was like, oh, George Bush the button. Like, oh, it's the panic button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's causing. So that was how I felt coming in because I'm like, All right, I got to push the button because I'm from Harlem. I'm getting into this whole blog era, internet shit, which I didn't really understand at the time because I'm an uptown nigga. Right, right. But I know I got some special shit and I know I got something to say. Right. So that was me pushing the button. Dope. So now, I already pushed the button. The button's pushed. Yeah. We got to do some other shit now because yeah. I'm a whole nother nigga now. Okay. So, 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 <laughs> now, so now it's still the same sound, but we got to do something else. And, I, you know, I was talking to my brother, um, Spitter, mm-hmm. a little while back, and he told me I was doing Pilot Talk 4. Pilot I think Talk he, 4. I think he sent me a record from, from Pilot Talk 4. Okay. But um, I'm excited as a fan. To hear that, yeah, in its entirety, yeah. And Shorty works a lot, so yeah. I'm sure it's probably already done. He's probably just waiting for the perfect time to just nuke Woo. the world. We had it done for a minute, yeah. <laughs> we had it done for a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm very interested in, in hearing how that sounds. Yeah. What's your experience like working with Spitter? Man, you know, like I said, when I first met Spitter, I wasn't really sure what to create for him because I didn't know what he wanted. But once I laid my first record with him, and I think that was, um, what was that record? Uh, Life Under the Scope. When I did Life Under the Scope, that was the first record I ever did with Spitter. And I heard him. And I'm like, he sound funny. <laughs> the, the first thing I said, why he rap like that? And then I listened to it again. I'm like, damn, I like what he said, though. That's kind of crazy. And then I listened to it again. I'm like, is this nigga low key like a genius? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yo, yeah, I'm like, yo, yeah. wait a minute. I'm like, you know, because you start putting shit together. Never. And I'm like, this. And then I really, I think I really, really became a 100% spitter fan is when. Michael Knight. Audio Dope. Ooh. When I did Audio Dope and I heard that shit, I'm like. Audio Dope, so. Yeah. Just for him to say Audio Dope and how he did the chorus, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he loves hip hop. I fuck with him. Yeah. yeah, for me, when I mean, I was already a, a Spitter fan, but I think what took it over for me to like really get into the catalog and really like learn and love it mm-hmm. was Michael Knight. Michael Knight, right? Because yeah. the love that he got for old school cars, mm-hmm. right? And just me knowing that ever living that ever watching fucking Knight Rider. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah, and mm-hmm. just the, yep, yep, the yep. fact that he could I'm think like, of that shit. Think, I'm like, oh, this nigga's on some next shit. So, mm-hmm. so that's when he caught me. That's when he caught. And then you know, being on tour with him, 
watching him perform these songs, I learned them all. Right. So then as I'm repeating it to myself, I'm like, this You're breaking it slick, apart. Slick mm-hmm. motherfucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's slick. Yeah. And then watching him perform, he was the first artist that his movement and his performance matched the songs in the beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he just got this Sammy Davis shit with him where he just yeah. and I stole a lot of that shit from him. Yeah. Because he's that good. Yeah. And that and that was me learning from my brother. That's right. You know what I mean? So shout out shout out to Spit. Yeah, shout out to Spit. Yeah, his his yeah, his stage, you know, his stage performance is crazy. He definitely got the moves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When he on stage, <laughs> he got the moves. I ain't gonna lie. Niggas is nice. Niggas nice on stage. Good shows. Good showmanship. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to new music nowadays? Any new artists you fuck with? Um, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> not really. You know what I'm saying? I've really been like more focused on the Smack Pack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've been trying to bring the um, the hip hop community. This a, a this you know this another lane. You know what I'm saying? Because you know us being underground sample based hip hop producers, mm-hmm. there's not too much stuff going on for you know cats like us because people kind of look at that as dated or you know it's not mainstream whatever whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? On a you know another type of level, right? So you know we just I just got together, man, and we created the Smack Pack challenges, and you know it just brings people together, man. Producers, dope guys. Shout People out. that just love hip hop, you know what I'm saying? And but the cool shit is I repost everything on my page. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like whoever make a beat and they get in the challenge, I repost it on my page. Like my page If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. He's right now is damn near that page. It's not even my page no more. Mm-hmm. I post all this shit on my page. I gave him my platform to do their thing. And we got some dope motherfuckers on that page, bro. These motherfuckers are definitely inspiring me to like switch it up and giving me new energy to create. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Cause for a minute, you know, I was hearing the same old type of shit and I wasn't being inspired to kind of mm-hmm. I'm like, huh? Yeah, but these new young brothers, man, that's that's just banging these beats out in the Smack Palace Challenge. These guys are incredible, and wow. I'm 100 percent inspired and happy that you know God blessed me with the idea to do this. You know what I'm saying? Because now I got energy, and I feel like I want to make beats. And now you should be asking me to do an album because this is the perfect time. See, it's perfect. Mm, perfect. You know what I'm saying? The stars align. For, for like everybody, SmackPackChallenges.com for all up and coming producers. You know, you hear me tell my stories right here with, with my sensei. This is the 24 karate school of producers. Yeah. In, so, in so many words, right? Yeah. So smackpackchallenges.com. Make sure y'all sign up. You know what I mean? Submit your shit. Who knows? Maybe on the shit we work on, maybe, you know what I mean? We might, yeah. we probably should do a little challenge. Maybe one of them could, yeah. we could oh, do yeah. it up. Yeah, we could do it up here, running through Twitch. Shout out to my partners That's at hard. Twitch. You know what yeah. I mean? And we yeah. could do, because we was, we was trying to, we was thinking about that. Right. Trying to figure it out. And who better than to do that with than my motherfucking sensei? You already Speak, got the shit going already. Nigga. So it's, it it's already we can make it happen. So yeah. shout out to all the up and coming producers because y'all know I have an ear for picking beats and I love uh rap music and I rap exceptionally well. And I, would, and, I, and I would love and I would love to rap on new energy. You know what I mean? Hard, so man. so so that's that's me. That's me. Yo, I can sing you a bash that'll change your life, nigga. I need That's that. The, yeah. I need, and I, and I, I, I got a, I got a good little community of producers on my Twitch channel too. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Twitch. Um, Smoke Dizzle 420, Channel 420 on earlier. Twitch for all yeah. my YouTubers. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
check in. I got a good community. You know what I mean? They they send me beats on the Discord and send That's me right. beats through the chat. And maybe I need to forward all of them over to you. Yeah, tell them to come. Know. Tell them to jump in the next. Yo, the next challenge. Let me tell you about the next challenge. The next challenge. The producers have to take a vocal, not even a vocal, a whole song. I got the chorus and a verse for Anthony Hamilton's next single produced by Jermaine Dupri. But Anthony Hamilton said, look, if if one of your producers in your challenge can make something crazy, that could be the official remix. So if you want to get in the next challenge, just follow me, Ski Beats, you know, at Ski Beats, S-K-I-B-E-A-T-Z on Instagram. And, you know, we dropping a new pack in like three weeks. Mm. Yeah, and y'all get a chance to get in the challenge. You never know; you might win a fucking placement. You know what I mean? That's a fact. Somebody never said, know. My, Chuck said uh, the last challenge went crazy as fuck. <laughs> oh so yeah, last challenge, challenge bananas, bananas. We had the whole we had the whole Soul Council judging. We had Ninth Crisis, Knots, Eric soundtrack, uh, Amp, Cash. Yo, it was, it was dope. Mm. Yeah, it was dope. Mm. Like for the culture, man. We doing shit for the culture. We trying to bring the culture of hip hop. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That, spirit. that shit. Keep that spirit, that spirit. alive. I know you know what I mean? Yeah, we need that. My my chat is going crazy right now. Everybody's excited. Yeah, follow Ski, y'all. Follow Ski if you're not. Submit your shit. You know what I mean? Is there like a, a, a email that they can submit it to or some shit like that? that, that you uh, want? Nah, oh. they just just follow me and and make sure you use the uh, hit the notification button so you know when the challenge is starting. You once the challenge starts, you know what to do. Cool. All right. Well, y- y'all have y'all have it here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody get get right. Get right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? Because that's the new way to um to communicate and 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 network. Yeah. Without having to go outside. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel like like you said, the pandemic made everybody crafty. Made everybody crafty. <clears throat> I would have never had this spot if it wasn't for the pandemic. Right. Or he probably been. Doing this, it's not even the pain. It's God, man. You see it's how God. you see how you know God I mean? take care of you. Yeah, He, he takes care of you. Yeah. In your mind, you be like, "Yo, mm-hmm. what the fuck am I gonna do?" But God always know. He just give you like this, mm-hmm. and you like, and then it turns into this, and it turns into that's fucking God, bro. Yo, bro, I didn't even know how to fucking drag a beat in a session. Rather record <laughs> myself and get my levels right. My nigga. And now I'm recording whole projects the same way I'm recording this podcast by myself. I can yeah. just roll out of bed and just. Nigga, Come record you, you, you're blessed. You're taking yeah. care of you. All you got to do Favor. is take the first step, B. You're yeah. good. Word. Yeah, take the first so. step. Yo, we ain't getting to our Big L bag. Get into the Big L bag. Big L. Yes. You want to know about the album that we did that never came out? I need it. Me too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we had some good joints. How was it recording with him, though? L, How I did you and L meet? I met L because L is from Harlem. Mm-hmm. I was living in Harlem. I didn't tell him first half. You know, Dame had Jay. Uh, I don't know who had L at the time, but you know how niggas do. My rapper's better than your... Harlem. My, my nigga's better than your nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they brought Jay over to L's block. They did the infamous Jay-Z Big L battle. You I was, was there, there for that? Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. I saw that shit. I'm like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, no, 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 no. Get into I'm, that. Nah, day, I'm not, I'm not, nah, nah, nah. Please. It was dope. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, if you like raps and shit... <laughs> if you like dope rappers and shit The shit was dope You know what I'm saying I was having a great time And then you know Big L gave Jay a pound Jay you know like, Yo you dope you dope you dope You know what I'm saying They both knew Like we dope You know what I'm saying And next thing you know Big That's L That's what I was about to ask Who won I don't know <laughs> Not because I'm a fan of hip hop and I yeah, like the, you know, you to me, I was just watching like It was yo, just yeah. two niggas that was rapping yeah. really good Is right that away. right Was it crowded? 
Not not crazy crowded. You know what I'm saying? Just a few people. In my mind, I imagine like a. That, 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 that's the DMX Jay Z battle. That was crowded. Was you there, for, was that? there for that? I was in the battle, my nigga. Stop fucking playing with me. <laughs> Yo, I was in the battle. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Get, finish the big L shit, then we're going to graduate to that. Because I don't want to. He said, was I there that. for that? What? I was there for everything. Oh, Yo. I ain't talking. I'm talking about shit. Nah. Yeah. Talk your shit. What <laughs> the fuck you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I was there for that. But nah, the big L thing was dope. You know what I'm saying? I knew it was dope because. Next couple of days, Big L was like around. Was in the studio. Big L was there. I'm like, oh shit, Big L, what up? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, we we doing shows. Big L was at the show. I'm like, oh, they go Big L. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, I'm in my crib. Big L knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. Dang with Dang, Big L. I'm like, oh shit, Big L. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This shit was dope. Next thing you know, we, I'm on the drum machine making beats. Big L rapping. It's it's crazy. This that's just how life goes down. You feel me? You. You at the right place, right time, shit just be clicking. 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 But Big L was dope. You know what I'm saying? Big L was like uh Law Finesse on steroids. Cause you mm. can tell he got his own, you can tell he got his energy from Law Finesse. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You cannot take that away. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. But he was just next level Law Finesse. And he was I loved him. I love yeah, Big L. Man. Lyrically crazy. I know y'all made some shit. Yeah, we made some dope ass shit, man. I'm trying to remember that one joint we did. Hold on. That's a, damn. I can't remember. I, I remember the beat. I'm trying to remember a verse. I just know this nigga was crazy. What he was saying was like, I was like, damn, nigga, you dope. And then he introduced me to um to Mace. Big L introduced you to Mace. Big, Big L introduced me to Mace because to murder. He had, you met murder, murder Mace. Mace because he had children of the corn. Then I met Blood. Then you know, oh, wow. and I always knew Cam because I always saw Cam around with Dame. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I know he was a basketball dude. I didn't know he was like a rapper until Dame was like, "Yeah, Cam rapping with Children of the Corn." Matter of fact, Mace was the first nigga to rap to the Dead Presidents beat. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, it was Mace before before Jay heard it. Yeah, before Jay heard it. <laughs> so wait, did he record it or did he just rap on he it? He recorded it. But I mean, but so what? it's a version. Of, it's a version. Of, it's not a version of Dead Presidents, but it's a song over the Dead Presidents beats that Mace, that, that Mace, Mace Yeah. <laughs> not, what, what the fuck was he talking about on that? I can't. I don't know. He was talking that murder shit. I don't know. Hold on. A while ago, we was in the street living foul for dope. Pull a calico. You try to front you and your pal ago. That's, that's murder. murder shit. That's murder. Oh, nah. That that's nigga murder. said a while ago, we was in the streets living foul for dough. Pull a calico. You try to front you and your pal ago. Ah! Murder, murder! Mace. Nah, you know, Harlem World, Harlem World is one of my, that's one of my top five albums. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, or niggas, niggas. Presidents, can, though? Niggas can feel how they want to feel about Mace, but that album is, that is one of the best albums <laughs> of all time Harlem to World me. Dope. Right? So it, that's crazy. And then rewind to Big L. Big Al had a good, a great ear for production because he worked with digging uh, in the crates, digging in the crates, yeah, ski beats, bro. Ron Browse. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that was the sound. So that's crazy that I didn't even know you had a whole project with him. That like a loss. It was. It, it wasn't a whole. It was like five songs. That's enough. That's a project. Yeah. That's a that's an EP. That's a project. Yeah, that's an EP. It's a project in mm-hmm. this day. That's a but fact. That's, that's fucking wild. That's yeah. wild. All right. So you said you was at. The DMX Jay Z battle, the infamous battle that took place in the Bronx. Right. Correct? Mm-hmm. Give me the energy. Walk me through the energy that night. Take me there. Well, I mean, it was like a, it was a few battles. It was original flavor versus so and so. 
it was, I think, uh, another group versus so-and-so. Then it was Jay-Z and DMX. You know what I'm saying? It was that type of thing. So it was about. It was a card. Yeah, pretty much. Holy shit. Yeah. And uh, it was crazy. It was definitely tense. You know, we got, you know, Bronx in the house. I'm sorry, Yonkers in the house. Mm-hmm. But we in the Bronx. We got Harlem, you know, Brooklyn and Harlem in the house. And everybody was packing. You know what I'm saying? It was wow. You felt like <laughs> it was that, it was a 90s, battle. 90s. It was, it was mm-hmm. different. You know what I'm saying? You, watch your back, my nigga. The streets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was that type of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but at the same time, it was just, it was, it was, you learned a lot. And you felt a lot of good energy. A lot of like, it was a lot of woo, woo, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. niggas was saying some cool shit. And it wasn't like, to me, it wasn't like J1 or DMX one. It was just like, this is dope. You know what I'm saying? It's See, you a class act, man. You know how to spin out of that shit, man. man. Yeah. But every fight is yeah. a motherfucking winner, man. Somebody I mean, I mean, won. I'm, I'm sure DMX and them thought they won. I'm sure, God rest his soul. I'm sure J, you know, and they thought they won. But it was, come on. J had to give it up. DMX had to give it up. They was both just incredibly gifted brothers that could rap. That just elevated the game. And obviously, you see it elevated the game because DMX did his thing. Jay is still doing his thing. There was other you know rappers I mean? there? Huh? Yeah, there they said it was there? Original Flavors yeah. versus another group. Oh. It was, um, who else? I think, was it? I, I forgot. Right. But all right, so was that before Reasonable Doubt or was that after Reasonable Doubt? I want to say before. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, it was before because Jay was, um, Trying to work his way up the ranks, he was trying to get known and get seen. Oh, that's so it was hard. definitely before. And DMX the same thing. DMX because Get At Me Dog didn't come to like '96. Nah, none of that shit was '97. This is before anything. Before they were that's who crazy. they were, nigga. This was wow. before anything, my nigga. This was before Rockefeller. <laughs> this was before anything. Wow. See, so it was dope that they had that camaraderie because after Jay became jay Z. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he didn't really fuck with a lot of niggas like that. Right. Especially new niggas. Yeah. So to see Hove in the um the What's My Name video, right? Where he wasn't even he was never popping out for niggas videos neither. Like it was Hove. Yeah. So to see him in that DMX video for yeah. five seconds yeah. was a it was a lot for a Jay Z fan because it lets you know like, oh Jay really fucked with fuck DMX. With He's been fucking with him. Before, but even all this other shit. That's they crazy. did their thing. They was cool. They became who they, you know, they became cool. And that was that. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, the ill shit, like being a student of that. And I feel like all my brothers is like that because we built that same camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of us was rocking with each other before niggas got their strides. Yeah. So after we got our stride, it turned into the buddy system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where one nigga's up, we going to pick the other nigga up and, yeah. and keep him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's how a lot of my niggas did for me. That's how Spitter, Wiz, Crit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When they got to their strides, because I'm still, you know, I never signed a major deal. You know what I mean? But I still do major shit because mm-hmm. I'm intertwined with all the major niggas. So yeah. I don't got to go do that, even though, you know, a part of me do want to do that some days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then I, I I built this illustrious career from not having to do that. Right. But still having my brothers to still give me that feel. This nigga Dame told me something so cool one time. This nigga Dame, you know what Dame said to me? He said, Ski, do you realize right now we live in how niggas with money are living? Mm. And we don't even have the money, but we live in how they want to live. Mm. You feel me? Like mm. you, you a rap superstar. You doing rap superstar shit, but you don't have to cross no certain type of lines. You just right. you won. You won the game. You mm. know what I mean? It's crazy. Perspective. 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 It's all about perspective. 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 Mm. And I mean that's and that's that was a gem for a lot of artists that you know thinking that you gotta. You don't necessarily have to do what everybody else is doing to make right. it to where you want to be. 
Where you want to be is right here. It's where you want to be is right mm-hmm. here because it's all with mindset. Like I read a quote the other day that Denzel's dad told him where it was about a woman, but you could just put this in the life mm-hmm. where a woman's mindset is what raises the child. Yeah. Not her body, not how she looks. Yeah. It's her mindset. <clears throat> and that's the same shit with this game. It's yeah. your mindset that's going to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. Because if you already come into this shit feeling like you a major nigga and you carry yourself in a major way, manifestation will take you there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like manifestation is what we all did to get to where, you know what I mean, we want to be. And still striding because manifestation never ends. That's one thing that's everlasting. As long as you could think it and you could breathe, it could be something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's... That's real. That's my smoke. There's a gem for y'all today. That's all. You got to um, shoot the five? I got to shoot. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Happy price, price line. All right, so look, so we got, I, so we got the segment called Shoot the Five that show does where he shoots five names and you give me the first thing that comes to your mind. First one, give me one word. Right, so it's probably gonna be more than five because you we got we got one of the goats in here. Mm. So we gonna shoot the shit with show. Shoot your shit. We gonna start off heavy. Original flavors, brothers, Jay Z, dope, busy boys. My family. Damon Dash. Crazy. That's <laughs> 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 my boy. But in a good way. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, love, I, mean, I, know, I know exactly what you read. Mm-hmm. Um, currency. Wow. Big Crit. Um, just dope. Big Crit is dope. Smoke Dizzle. Crazy. Mace. <laughs> Funny. Big- <laughs> Everybody say that, right? Big L. Legend. Last and not least, Ski Beats. Me. That's hard. He murked that shit, nigga. Murked that shit. We are? No, 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 no. We ain't gonna know what we are. My bad, my bad. <laughs> nah, man. You know what I mean? What you know, show you you've been doing your thing lately, man. Everybody said since you came back from vacation, you've been doing good, man. You've been doing good since you came back from vacation. What was you doing wrong? Huh? What was you doing wrong? I'm a little sporadic, man. I I, I be talking out of time and shit. They be saying, Nah, that's not what he do. Well, he learned though. He's learning. He ignores. He 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 he. he, Uh, what does he (laughs) does? He um he annoys me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so he does that, and then sometimes, I mean, he shows up all the time. Yeah. His name is Show. Yeah. But then some days, he doesn't show up. Oh, shit. So it was one interview that he missed. I was really hard on him. Mm. And I gave him a lot of shit. And I usually spend 30 minutes of my episode directing my energy to him. Right. But as of late, He's been doing all right. Okay. He's been, you know what I mean? He's been good. Came He's back been good. with a new attitude, He came man. back with a new attitude. He's been going to therapy. He's doing yeah, good. Right. I missed last week, but I'm going this it's week. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. He's been doing good. So shout out to Show Bro. Thank you, man. He gets a B plus this episode. We get another, uh, put a little B plus there. Thank you, bro. Get my man a B plus. I'm not right. mad. 
So, you know, um, all my guests that I have on the show, I have them leave a gem before before we exit. Um, you're a walking gem within itself. You know what I mean? And I want you to give a gem to the to the people about following their dreams. Mm. A gem to the people about following their dreams. Shit, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. You know what I'm saying? And you know... You know when you believe it because you can't stop ever doing it. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. On a mission and I'm fishing with my nigga Ski Beats. That's a Fendi. Come on, man. Sensei. Appreciate you, baby. Appreciate you more. Hold up. Hold up. One more. One more. One more. Qu- I'm sorry. Would you ever do a versus? And who 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 would you like to go? Nah, with? I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do a versus? Nah, nah. I don't, I don't, that's ego tripping type shit. I don't need the ego trip. I know what I You're did. Smooth guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what I did already. Ah, Mr. Miyagi, <laughs> Miyagi's in this motherfucker. <laughs> I Yo. know what I did already. You heard? <laughs> Yo, you know, soon soon I'm gonna come with a title, but you know, for all my twitches, y'all y'all stand pat. Mm. Ski Ski's gonna be around for a little bit. Um, but me and Ski Beats will definitely have a full length something mm. very soon. Gotcha. No, I mean I got I got once I put it in the podcast world, it gets into that other hemisphere and it makes it a thing. Oh, it's gonna manifest. So I got you know what I mean I got to say that now so so the folks know. But yeah. Sensei, I love you. I appreciate you. Same here, baby. Thank you for Thank coming you. through. You know what I mean and kicking in with us. You know what I mean. That's a fact. All love. Yo, Broadway show name it. Yo, yo, first for oh, yo. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yo, Johnny, I appreciate you. Shout out to Spokers Club. You know what oh, wait, I'm wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I, I, I was gonna. You ain't let me finish. You ain't let me finish. Hold on. Let me stop him for a second. <laughs> hey, yo, Shipes. Yeah. Shipes. Yo, Shipes. Shipes. You see Look, me? He don't get no credit. Yo, okay? Shipes. He don't get no credit. You don't get no credit actually, because <laughs> I told hey, yo, you to bring it for this nigga. Hey, yo, Shipes. Shout out to you my brother me? Johnny Shipes, The Smokers Club, www.thesmokersclub.com for all your latest high fashion. You know what I mean? This ain't out yet, but what it'll up, be Shipes? out next week. Yes, you know sir. what I mean? Shout out to Shipes. Shout out to uh, Shipes Bubs, the Emperor. And what's that stupid shit, shit you say before we get out of here? Hey, yo. Curls for the girls, ways for the bass, nice for the hood rats. Show Broadway, ho. We got ski beats. <laughs> Smoke Dizza, personal party podcast. Chip. Chip. <laughs> yeah, ski. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut-off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.